Father, we come before you thankful that your voice speaks to us and your face turns to us and it is your whole being, Lord. So we just give glory and honor to you this evening. Let my words speak truth and find good soil, Lord, as you water it and help it to grow, Lord. We give glory and honor again in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm looking, and I said, okay, Lord, uh, after the face, what do you want me to search? And he said, I want you to search my hands. He's kind of, since the beginning of this, kind of just shown me each of his body parts that he really wants me to focus on. And so I was excited. You know, more excited, I would say, than face, just because face was, was a harder challenge and to, to wrap my head around. Um, but hands, I knew the hands were so prevalent all over the Bible. So I had to, so I started searching and immediately verse after verse after verse after verse came up. And so I just, you know, read through them, searched out their context in the, in the Bible and started jotting down the ones that I really felt the Lord was putting on my heart. So it was obviously in Proverbs 9.10, again, I'm just going to keep harping on this one, that we, this is the whole, the whole task that he has set before us. You know, when, when searching out him, I said, why, why, why? And he said, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. He wants me to understand both who he is and who I am to him. And so as I searched for his hands, you know, there was, there was a, I saw, I saw, I saw themes as I was writing them. So I just kind of, you know, as I'm reading the verses, I'm jotting down what I think they, you know, the general category they go into. And so then as I was looking at those categories and rewriting it into a more presentable, readable um, outline, I saw an even greater theme going on. So as we talk about the hands, the first theme we're really going to look at are the hands of the Creator. The hands of the Creator. And so if we go to Isaiah 66... Verses 1 and 2. Thus says the Lord, Heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you would, will build me? And where is my place of rest? For all those things my hand has made, and all those things exist, says the Lord. Psalm 8, 3. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you would visit him? I can, when I consider your heavens and the, works, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained. So these are the hands of the Creator, right? Everything is made by these hands. 
Yes, he spoke them, but he crafted them with his hands and set them in the night sky. The next is an interesting one in Job 12.10. And here's Job answering his friends. And he says, but now, in verse 7, but now ask the beasts and they will teach you and the birds of the air, and they will tell you, or speak to the earth, and it will teach you, and the fish of the sea will explain to you. Who among all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? In whose hand is the life of every living thing and the breath of all mankind? Who among all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this, in whose hand is the life of every living thing? And then we're going to go to Daniel 5.23. And here's Daniel in this chapter explaining the writing on the wall at Belshazzar's feast. And in verse 22 he says, But you, his son, Belshazzar, have not humbled your heart, although you knew all this, and you have lifted yourself up against the Lord of heaven. They have brought the vessels of his house before you, and you and your lords, your wives, and your concubines have drunk from them. And you have praised the gods of silver and gold, bronze and and iron, wood and stone, which do not see or hear or know. And the God who holds your breath in his hand and owns all your ways, you have not glorified. Then the fingers of the hand were sent from him, and this thing, and this writing was written. You know, so this is interesting because the very chapter before this, Nebuchadnezzar is praising God. In chapter 4, verse 34, he says, At the end of the time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven, and my understanding returned to me, and I blessed the Most High, and praised and honored Him who lives forever. For who, for His dominion, is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. He does according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. No one can restrain his hand or say to him, what have you done? And here his son, knowing full well what happened to his father, in the eyes of the Lord, is setting himself up against the Lord. And Daniel's saying, you're going up against the King, the Lord, the God that holds your breath in his hands. And Ecclesiastes 9. Nine verse one. For I considered all this in my heart, so that I could declare it all, that the righteous and the wise and their works are in the hand of God. People know neither love nor hatred by anything they see before them. 
all things come alike to all. All their works are in their hands. As the creator, the hands of the creator, he has made all things. And as he has made all things, all things are in his hands. Life is in his hands. Death is in his hands. Our very breath is in his hands. So those are, those are the hands. That's what the, it looks like to be in the hands of the creator. You know, we are the, he is the potter, we are the clay. He molds us and created us. So it makes us feel very small. Because in the hands of the Creator, it's not so, there's not, there, there's love in the sense that He crafted us, that He took His time with us, that He takes His time with us in our lives to mold us and shape us to who we can be. You know, but at the same time, there's that power, not that he would do this, but the power of the creator to start all over. I mean, he did it once with the flood. He said, you know what? Forget the rest of my creation. I'll save my favorite piece. Everything else is gone. So there is that, there should be fear when it comes to the hands of the creator that he can destroy what he has made and has demonstrated as such. So the next kind of theme I saw is the hands of the provider. So if you go to Psalm, Psalm 104, verse 28. Starting verse 27. These all wait for you that you may give them their food in due season. What you give them, they gather in. You open your hand, they are filled with good. You hide your face, they are troubled. You take away their breath, they die and return to dust. You send forth your spirit, they created. They are, you send forth your spirit, they are created. And you renew the face of the earth. You open your hand, and they are filled with good. Psalm 145, verse 16. We'll start in 14. The Lord upholds all who fall and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look expectantly to you, and you give them their food in due season, you open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. Not just some of the desire, it's all of the desire. You satisfy, he satisfies the desire of every living thing. You know, I mean, we talk about how, we talked about the voice and just the, the amount of pow raw power that is in the voice, that it can calm the storm, that it can level mountains, but it's also gentle enough to help the deer give birth. 
But here we are, is that the hand provides everything. You know, and in my, in my time of... In my time of being out of a job for a year and a half and having practically zero income compared to what I had, he never took me out of the hands of the provider. I never left the hands of the provider. I never wanted. There was not a day in a year and a half that me and my family went without and went hungry. Not a single day. You know, and I wrote that on my wall. He is a, my provider. And I've held on to that. And this proves it true. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. And I mean, even things in that time that were beyond my basic needs, he provided. Kristen wanted to throw a party, a Memorial Day picnic for the family and just gather everybody together. We really didn't have the money. And I said, Lord, I don't know how you're going to do this. Lo and behold, he does it. Every desire. So the, the hand of the provider is very, it's, it should be near and dear, or, it's, or it's, the understanding of the hand of the provider is near and dear to everybody. Because at any given moment, the Lord can recall, we can recall a moment of time when the Lord provided something to us. He provided what we needed in a moment when we were crying out. You know, whether it was company, whether it was food, whether it was money, whether it was help, His hand brought it to us and satisfied our desire. So then the next theme that I saw as I was searching is the hand of the Almighty. The hand of the Almighty. And in these verses, we're going to see just what it looks like to be in the hand of the Almighty. So go to 1 Chronicles 29. 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verse 10. Therefore David blessed the Lord before all the assembly. And David said, Blessed are you, Lord God of Israel our Father forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, and the glory, the victory, and the majesty. For all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head over all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you reign over all, In your hand is power and might. In your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. In your hand is power and might. 
and to give strength to all. Joshua 4.21. We'll start in 19. Now the people came up from the Jordan on the tenth day of the first month, and they camped in Gilgal on the east border of Jericho. And those twelve stones which they took up out of the Jordan, Joshua set up in Gilgal. Then he spoke to the children of Israel, and saying, When your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What are these stones? Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel crossed over this Jordan on dry land, for the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. As the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we crossed over, that all the peoples of the earth may know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. That the hand of the Lord is mighty. And that it gives strength to all. You know, how often... Have we said, Lord, 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 I need strength to get through this, through this fight, through this battle, through this temptation, through this tough time? How often have we done that? And then all of a sudden, you look back a year and you go, I made it through that. Fairly unscathed. And I grew from that. And I'm telling you right now, That's because the hands of the Almighty were on you. That were raising you up. That were granting you the strength to get through. Daniel 4.35 In verse 34, this is Nebuchadnezzar praising God. At the end of my time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven, and my understanding returned to me, and I blessed the Most High, and praised and honored Him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. He does according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. Here. No one can restrain his hand or say to him, what have you done? How many of us actually say that to the Lord? I know I have said, why are you doing this? Why did you do this to me? Why are you letting me go through this? That's pretty ballsy of me. And a little bit audacious. But no one can say to the Lord, do not move your hand. No one can restrain his hand. Deuteronomy 32, verse 41 I'll start in verse 39. Now see that I, even I am he, and there is no God besides me. I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal. Nor is there any who can deliver from my hand. For I raise my hand to heaven and and say as I live forever, if I wet my glittering sword and my hand takes hold on judgment, I will render vengeance to my enemies and repay those who hate me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood, and my sword shall devour flesh with the blood of the slain and the captives from the heads of the leaders of my enemies. Nor 
Is there any who can deliver from my hand? That's the hand of the Almighty. You want to be on the good side of the hand of the Almighty? <laughs> Where it's protection and He's giving you strength versus the one that He's going to exact vengeance on. And so I, 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 I understand the Creator. You know, and I have to understand that I'm very small. Though I think my world is very big and I'm very big in my own world and very important in my own world, to the Creator, I am very small. But He does watch me. And the hands that He takes the time to mold me have brought me through a lot of stuff. The hands of the provider I've seen throughout my life. I have a book. I have a book that I continue to write down what I see those hands of the provider doing in my life. The miracles that are exacting and, and coming to fruition in my life. I'm watching those hands move around in my life. And then here we are, the hands of the Almighty. And all these battles that I have weathered, all these trials that I have been through, and I have counted everything as loss, the strength that I have received from the hands of the Almighty is, you can't match it. You can't match that feeling when He strengthens you. When those hands pick you up, there's no feeling like it. But this one, this, this theme that I saw, this one was important to me. Because I've known the hands of the Creator. And they can, the hands of a creator can be fairly impartial. There's love to the creation, but to an extent. There's hands, the hands of a provider are, can also be, you know, kind of just, here's the stuff. And the hand of the Almighty, the authority and strength can be scary. But these hands, the hands of the Father, those are the hands that I know so, so well. And I seek so, so much. So what does it look like from God? What do His hands, when He is acting as my Father, look like? Habakkuk 2.16 
start in verse 15. Woe to him who gives drink to his neighbor, pressing him to your bottle, even to make him drunk, that you may look on his nakedness. You are filled with shame instead of glory. You also drink and be exposed as uncircumcised. The cup of the Lord's right hand will be turned against you and utter shame will be on your glory. Ezekiel 6.14 So I will stretch out my hand against them and make the land desolate. Yes, more desolate than the wilderness toward Dibla in all their dwelling places. Then they shall know that I am the Lord. Jeremiah 15, verse 6. Start in verse 5. For who will have pity on you, O Jerusalem? Or who will bemoan you? Or who will turn aside to ask how you are doing? You have forsaken me, says the Lord. You have gone backward. Therefore, I will stretch out my hand against you and destroy you. I am weary of relenting. The hands of the Father bring discipline. Correction. Nobody really likes discipline, but it is a necessary part of the hands of the Father. Raise up a child in the way that he would be taught and he won't be de depart from that. He's I am his child. Mo many, many times he says, child, 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 addressing me. Well, part of that comes from discipline because I'm a disobedient son of a gun. And I am willfully disobedient at times. Exodus 33, verses 22, starting at 22. So it shall be, when my glory passes by, that I will put you in the cleft of the rock and will cover you with my hand while I pass by. Then I will take away my hand and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. So this was Moses, remember, Moses talking to the Lord and asking to see his glory. And, he said, and the Lord says, you can't see my face. But he puts Moses in the cleft of a rock and covers him with his hand to protect him. Because no man, as we learned last time, no man can look on the face of God and survive. So God was doing as best he could, A, to keep Moses alive, but as the hands of the Father doing the best He could to deliver to His Son what His desire is. Obviously, He can't fulfill it all because Moses is dead then. And then where's Israel? Israel can't even follow the Lord with Moses. How's it going to be any better without Moses? Isaiah 49. Listen, O coastlands, to me. This is verse 1. Listen, O coastlands, to me. And take heed, you, you peoples, from afar. The Lord has called me from the womb. From the matrix of my mother, 
he has made mention of my name, and he has made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he has hidden me and made me a polished shaft. In his quiver, he has hidden me. He has hidden us. He keeps us. He keeps us safe as the Father. He keeps us safe. You know, as a father myself, I want to keep my kids safe. I told you about what she, my daughter just did falling off the slide and how scared that got me. As a father, I want to tear that whole thing apart to keep her safe, to keep it from happening again. That's the hand of the father. He's not worried about disciplining in that time. He's worried about keeping me safe. Ezra 7, starting in verse 6. This Ezra came up from Babylon, and he was a skilled scribe in the law of Moses, which the Lord God of Israel had given him, had given The king granted him all his requests, according to the hand of the Lord of his God, upon him. So Ezra was granted favor because the hand of his father, the hand of the father was on him. You know, my hand as a father is more apt to give things, good things, to my children than it is to do anything else. I would rather give them good things than have to discipline them. But when the hand of the Father is on you, people can't help but recognize just what that is. I mean, in Babylon, the hand of God was on Daniel, was on... Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, to Ezra, and they were elevated to positions, high positions of authority. The favor of our Father, the hands of our Father, give us the things that we need to succeed. They don't withhold, if I know something is going to help my son succeed, I'm not going to withhold it from him. I'm going to give him everything I can so he doesn't have to struggle as hard. Because that's the hand of the Father. I want him to succeed. I want him to stay safe in that. So how many times have you really looked for the hands of the Father in your life? Have you looked for those moments and times where there was favor in your life? Where the, that people recognized the favor of God on you? The favor of the hands of the Father resting on you? So 
So all these things, the creator, the hands of the creator, the hands of the provider, the hands of the almighty, and the hands of the father. These are, this is just like a tiny little blip of what the hands of God do and how they operate in our lives. But just like we saw with the face, that if, if we are operating in sin, we can't see favor. We can't receive favor, the face of the Lord on us. So, in order, how do, how do we stay on that good side of these multifaceted hands? You know, I don't want to be on the judgment side, the vengeance side of the hands of the Almighty. I don't want to be on the discipline side of the hands of the Father. I don't want to be the, in the bad side where He destroys His creation in the hands of the Creator. And I don't want to be on the bad side of the hands that provide and satisfy my every desire. And so I asked the Lord, how do, I, how do I stay there? How do I stay within your hands? Like, you know, like that old little children's song, he's got the whole world. Like, how do I stay in there? How do I stay in that safety? And he said, 1 Peter 5, 6, verse 5, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another. Be clothed in, with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares about you. Stay humble. Pride's a gateway drug into sin. Pride is a gateway drug into sin. So if we stay humble, understanding the power of those hands that we want to stay in, it's easier to stay in. Staying in those hands lets the face focus on us a little better, right? A little easier. There's no searching because you know where it is in your hand. There's no taking time to go and get something because it's already in your hand. It's readily available. It's usable. So he holds us where he holds all his grace, all his mercy, all his love. It's all there in his hands, ready for us. But are we humble enough to stay there and let him give it to us? You know, so these hands are just amazing things of, of how they do it. And 
you know, and it's, it's, you know, as I was looking at my book and stuff, I'm just like, it, yes, his presence is within my life, but now I'm seeing just what, how often these hands, these different, the creator hands, the provider hands, the almighty hands, the father's hands are all reaching into my life and operating in my life. And so I want those hands to keep operating in my life. So I'm going to keep asking him to do that. But in order to to do that, I need to repent. Repent of sins. Repent of hurts, grudges, so that I can stay in the safety, in the strength, in the grace of those hands. Because He wants us to stay there. Nobody can pluck us from His hands but we sure as heck can climb out of them. We can climb out of them. Those hands can come and pick us right back up. So are you comfortable in the hands or are you trying to climb out? Let the hands that hold the world, that hold the breath of every little thing, let them hold you. Let them hold you. So Lord, we thank you and bless your name that your, your hands are just weaving in and out of our lives. And just let us open our eyes, Lord, in the name of Jesus, to, to see how your hands are operating and where and what we are missing by not following where those hands are going. Lord, please forgive us of our sins, all of them whether we know about them or not. Forgive us of trying to climb out of your hands, out of the safety and your grace and favor. Hold us tight, Lord. Never let us go, Lord. And let your word never depart from our lips and our hearts, Lord. Just let them grow and yearn more to you. Let your word that has been spoken today find good soil, and bear fruit in our lives, Lord. All glory and honor and praises do your name. And it's in your Son's name we pray. Amen.